This episode of the 98.9 WTRH The Truth, the Thursday Thursday podcast is brought to you by Sons of S.P. Phillips. Visit www.spphillips.com. Sons of S.P. Phillips is an online store for those who are fashion conscious and style accurate with a limited budget. Sons of S.P. Phillips has an online boutique of designer new and or pre-owned clothing, shoes, and accessories. Sons of S.P. Phillips also sells custom made fashion accessories such as unisex bead bracelets, lapel pins, and more. Make sure to view the SPP apparel tab to view Sons of SPP Phillips signature t-shirts, sweatshirts, and hoodies for men and women. SPP Interact has links to past hashtag the Thursday Thursday podcast and blogs with ranging topics from fashion, domestic violence, mental health, and more. Go to www.sonsofspphillips.com where we are giving style and attitude address code 98.9 WTRH the truth if you're not listening to the truth then it's false the Thursday Thursday podcast because I'm your wife you can't fire me we in this together I want the truth you can't handle the truth I want to welcome you to the 98.9 WTRH, The Truth. If you're not listening to The Truth is False, the Thursday Thursday podcast. You are with your boy, the H-Double Hark Henry, and we are still not recording in your neighbor's basement. However, we are recording in the almost complete elephant in the room studios. I am rolling solo dolo again because my lovely wife, your lady, the herd, got her second COVID vaccine and she is having some pretty major side effects. So right now she's not 100% at this moment, but she feels very bad for not being able to join in our podcast topics today. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to just dive right in. Unless you're new to our podcast, that's quite okay, because this is our second season. And what we discuss is a lot about relationships and some other things, but mostly relationships. We want to make sure everyone has the right information and understanding that relationships can be hard work, but the benefits are wonderful. Last season, we had a three-part series called the Consociation Conversation, where we discussed topics such as the submissive wife, the five love languages, and two religions, two beliefs. We had guests for most of those topics, and they were some of our best episodes. And we are choosing to capitalize on that series and spearhead with a multi-series that we are going to call A Couple of Couples. This is where we have different couples come on and we'll find out all the ins and outs of their relationships while still touching on the five love languages and the conversation about being a submissive wife and what that means to them. So without further delay, I'm excited to talk to my new guests today who are kind of like family. I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves. (laughs) Hi, everyone. My name is um, Pastor Bo Burns. Hello, and I'm Pastor Alita Burns. Well, welcome to the Thursday Thursday podcast. Thank you. So, thank you for having us, my brother. Yes, yes, it's a pleasure. So, one thing I want the listeners to know, because me and her, we always talk about how our relationship is unique, and that we were kind of destined to be together. And it seems like our whole life, we were probably like five degrees of separation from everything. So, that being said, Minister Pastor Alita is my best friend's sister. Uh, he's more like a brother, and she's more like a sister, who is married to Pastor Bo, who is good friends with the hers uncle. Right. And yep. Pastor Bo used to cut my hair back in the day. And I'm kind of thinking maybe me and me and 
excuse me, Robert. <laughs> okay, call him by his nickname. We made it past, probably didn't, but it's it's, it's kind of possible that we may have crossed paths there here and there. But just like our relationship, so many things where her family knows my family and we just have come across so many things. And like case in point, my grandfather had a church here in Columbus. And when he retired, he turned the church over to Pastor Little. You know him? Name sounds familiar. He's over on Off Parsons. Okay. So he turned the church over him and my grandfather becomes the pastor emeritus. Mm -hmm. And every year he comes up to uh, do a sermon dedicated for him, a service dedicated for him. Me and my family went to support my grandfather. Come to find out, my wife was related to the first lady. Wow. Right. I mean, and and that's just crazy. And it's just like some other instances where, like, my grandfather, her grandfather, good friends. My dad knew her grandfather's uncle or brother. It's it's, it's a whole bunch of stuff. So it's pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, uh, definitely excited to have you guys here. What's the name of your church and where is it located? Do you have a website or anything? Yes, um, the name of the church is um, Greater Glory Empowerment Temple. Um, it's on Main Street, 848 East Main Street here in Columbus, Ohio. Good. Our website is www.greatergloryempowermenttemple.org. We are working on shortening that. <laughs> at the moment, that's where it is. You can also find us on Facebook, um, Twitter, YouTube, um, and so all the social media outlets. You can find us there under Greater Glory Empowerment Temple. Awesome. Awesome. So let's just go ahead and dive right in. So just give us a breakdown of how you guys met, how long you've been together, how this whole thing went down. Shoot, it's a lot. It's going to be some foolishness. (laughs) Truth be told. Never mind. (laughs) Truth be told. I was driving down. No, I'm just playing. No, we actually met um, in church. Um, She was on the praise team. And I was what you call someone that was trying to get in church, but still was in the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, never thought that I would be dating her or even marrying her. Um, but, you know, I seen her, but I felt like, you know, where I was at, I wasn't really ready for a woman like her. So, I, you know, I kept coming to church and before I knew it, she was slipping her number in my in my wallet and <laughs> all that good stuff. But Lies. but no, it um, it was ironic. I don't I don't know. Um, it was either maybe one of my my older sisters or maybe her brother. I don't know. How we don't we know. just started we just I started think, hanging out. Yeah, you we know? developed a really good friendship, and yeah. so we talked a lot right. um, about the relationships we may have been in, or so it wasn't like when we initially we were attracted to each other right it was just more like a friend a friend zone and I remember one day he was just like I want to or he asked me to go to a basketball game Mm -hmm. in Cleveland and I felt like it was something different and so I chickened out I was like nah I don't want to (laughs) go but I mean he saying I just want to take you out and I it kind of shifted to to be something else where I was like Oh my God! See, she missed. She missed. She um, missed. It was Michael Jordan's last game oh. coming to Cleveland, and I had tickets, but she ain't want to go yeah. with her brother. I would have went. See what I'm saying? I, I don't even remember it. Be, I don't. Yeah, even it was remember Michael it. Jordan's so last nervous. game in Cleveland, and I had some tickets, and she was like, "No, nah, I don't want to go." Yeah, what? I was, I was so nervous. Like that was like a game changer. But we dated. <laughs> we dated for like what three years? Yeah, we dated for a couple couple years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long you been married? Um, well, we coming up on 15. 
Wow, yep. that's been a long mm-hmm. time. Yeah, wow. coming up on 15. Yep. yep. Wow. So, I don't know. It, 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 it don't seem like it's been 15 years, but when you think about it, it has been 15 years. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's been a, it's been a, a serious good ride, but um, more than just my wife, you know, so. Aww. She my rider. She always let everybody know she my rider. I am. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So, so what are some of the toughest obstacles you guys had to face, like starting your relationship and even, because I want to start like, you know, like once you start a relationship and then when you guys decided to go full blown into the ministry to starting your church. So what kind of conflicts or obstacles did you guys face? <laughs> I, I think, I mean, early on when people found out that we were interested, mm-hmm. like it was opposition. Then like people didn't feel like we matched right? and people trying to, you know, say, no, don't date him. He's above you. Cause I was already in ministry right? and he was newly saved, just coming in church, you know? And so people would say, he's above you. He don't, you know, you're, you're. Um, he don't deserve you. He's not this. He's not that. Mm. And so it was. It, we had a lot of opposition, mm-hmm. you know. And um, one of the things uh, I, I don't tell people often. Um, I had got came out of a relationship right. that was very traumatizing, mm-hmm. and so I was like really guarded. And I remember having a dream, mm-hmm. and in the dream, um, it was like God was saying, "You'll be safe with him." And right. so I kind of started letting the guards down. Um, but, and we just genuinely just, our relationship was between us. Like when people, we went out, people ain't know, you right. know what I mean? That's because, how you're supposed to do it. because we just had that, you know, wanted to keep what we was building between yeah. us. Yeah. It was like our own little world. Right. You know, we was, it was just us two. You know, we just kind of, you know, we just hung out and did things together. Um, but like she said, it was a lot of oppositions, you know, because people felt like, you know, my, my um, past wasn't the best past. You know, she college educated. I was a street guy. Mm-hmm. So it was like it really people was looking at it on one level, but people didn't really realize that I was serious about, right. you know, being in church and, you know, serving, serving God. Right. But, um, you know, I felt like when we was together, we knew what was going on. And a lot of people had a lot of things to say or put their own two cents in, but they didn't even know what was going on. Right, right. Uh, because like I tell people, she was already preaching, you know, and I was just coming in. So um, my whole thinking was I didn't want to mess that up, you know, with her mm-hmm. and her ministry. So, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, me and my wife, like the whole don't put a picture on the Internet. And like you mm-hmm. said, we're doing what we're doing between us. Right, yeah. right. And we've even talked about other podcasts when you start bringing in all this mm-hmm. uh, attention in on your relationship, whether you're famous or not, you're, you're bringing in problems right. and conflicts. Right. Because you never know who, you know, who wants to destroy what you have. Right. Yeah. Because they don't have it or they don't have it as good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just putting, putting a lot of stuff on the internet or just telling a lot of people your business really jeopardizes your relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think that's why a lot of celebrity relationships do not last Mm -hmm. because they want to be out in front of everybody they want to impress everybody but you're making somebody angry 
Right. Yeah. You know, the devil work in so many ways and he'll send them right in there to get you. Yeah. Yeah. And even, you know, I would say he he was he's not a self-proclaimed, but like a ladies man. Mm-hmm. And so I remember one incident where a, a female came to me like we in a relationship, this and that, you know. Wow. And so <laughs> at the time we were just like we hadn't. Yeah. And I said I was just like, first of all, I'm a grown woman. Mm-hmm. So was you coming to me? because you thought that was going to change my world. Like, I'm grown. We grown out here. You right. know, he can do whatever he want. Right. And, and, and that, you know what I mean? Like, I think it threw her off because... I'm like, you're not about to shake me. That's not, right. he not my man. Like, we genu- genuinely have a friendship. <laughs> right. And, you know, um, and the conversation later was like, what are we doing? You know, do we want yep. to take this to another place or do we want to just keep this friend zone? Because, you know, if we say we're in a relationship, then from that point, everything matters. But afterwards, like I can't put no claims on who he's sleeping with or whatever, right. you know, because he he's my friend. So. Right. And I wasn't allowed to say anything. Yeah, I was just like, you know. Because <laughs> I, I didn't know. And she <laughs> ended up letting me know. Um, she before she let me know, she said, "You got to promise me yeah. that you don't say anything to the individual." Yeah, right. You know, and I was like, well, "You know, I don't know if I want to." They promise you the G what. out in these streets. <laughs> so, you know, I had to, I had to, I had Can't to, I had to bite me. that one because I knew, yeah. you know, I knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, which at that time I did, you know, I did like her, but we wasn't. We wasn't like dating or anything like right. that. We were spending a lot of time together, right. Right. you know, just genuinely friendship. Um, but you know, you know, that's. I mean, I understand now. Fifteen years in the game, yeah. Right. So, me and her the same way. We were just doing stuff, and I said, "What is this?" Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah. You know, usually women ask you that, right? And right. I'm like, so I'm asking her, like, "What is this?" And just kind of went from there. Yeah. Cool. That's cool. So, Pastor Bo. So I know you have a daughter out of wedlock. Was that a conflict as well that you guys had to deal with? Um, with your daughter? Did she did she have any problems or any or her mother or anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I can't say that her mom really. I mean, she probably did, but she never really expressed that to me. Right. Um, but I mean, just having a another child. Um, Especially, you know, not just saying having another one, but I have my first child. Right. Um, I probably would have never went all the way with um, with my wife if I felt like she wasn't ready for this. Uh, but she never, she never showed any like she didn't want to be in my daughter's life or nothing like that. Right. Uh, so she was always, you know, always forward with me with that. Um, but I mean, just your. Your, your typical things that you deal with. Right. You know, because when me and her got married, you know, my daughter was a little younger. Right. Um, and just, she's a child. You know what I mean? Right. So it would be times that I might be at work and she was with her, you know, just a little child would do little things. Mm-hmm. You know, she never disciplined her. She always would say, you know, I'm going to tell your dad when he came right. home. Right. So, and then it would be times where they would be doing stuff and I'm coming home and they gone. And I'm like, well... I'm the dad. Where am I supposed to be at? <laughs> so, um, but Feeling I mean, it, it, it was, you know, it was, it was a little challenge because um, it was just me and my daughter. Right. You know, now I'm bringing my wife into the equation. Mm-hmm. So that was, a, that was an adjustment. Um, but I mean, it wasn't nothing major. 
we really didn't have anything major or nothing like that. Right. Even from her mother. Um, and like I said, if her mother did have a problem, her mother never really never expressed did. that to me or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and plus her mom, she always, uh, her mother kept me in, in tune with stuff that was going on. So right. we didn't really have anything major or nothing like that. Okay. Well, that's good information. I think one of the things um, about um, Bo is he's a man. And so right. <laughs> when you establish, I think sometimes men have a established authority. And so once things are set, it wasn't, it never, there never was drama because right. it was always, he blocked, I wouldn't say block it, but it was always stuff already established. Right. So, and I always felt like, you know, Ashley, she didn't need another, she didn't need a mom. She had a mom. Mm-hmm. So I knew my role. Right. You know, I wasn't trying to come in mm-hmm. and be like a disciplinarian and you going to, you know, never, Ashley is like the perfect child anyway, but, um, <laughs> she always had, she had a mom. And yeah. so my role was to be a support to them, right. you know, not to come in and try to say, Hey, I'm the wife. And you know, it was just never like that. But as a man, um, he took that, you know, the issues and the concerns, I knew it didn't concern me. That was their child. Right. And so unless I was asked, then I would, you know, but that those issues were between them and there was, right. there's always, and still is respect. Right. It's interesting. You said that, that he established himself as a man mm-hmm. Be- because I, I have a saying that me and my wife joke about that. Some of these dudes, they fail in their broadness. Cause they just, <laughs> they yeah. not doing man stuff. And I don't mean commanding somebody right. or yeah. running through a wall. It's just establishing yourself as a man, as an authority. And, right. and a lot of people don't understand that. That doesn't mean I'm the boss. You do what I say in the house. Right. That means there's a man and then there's a woman. Right. And as a man, you're supposed to be the leader, the protector, and you know handle anything that's coming in the door first yeah but there's a lot of women who who don't understand that mm-hmm. you know and that like we said we'll talk about the submissive wife later later because a lot of people just don't understand that because right. when they hear, hear submissive or ain't no man telling me what to do it's not what that means right right it's interesting that you said that that's cool i like that i like that <laughs> one of the problems me and my wife had it was it wasn't a big problem is family dynamics so you know you're from two different households Mm -hmm. you grow up two different two different ways Mm -hmm. so the way that her and her family they're they're really close-knit and she's a giver and sometimes that has consequences Mm -hmm. maybe good maybe bad you know whatever me my family we're not like that you know we're we're cool Mm mm-hmm but me, even my family have a friend zone. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm the middle child. So I, you know, I keep things to myself mm-hmm. and, you know, we conflict. We love each other. We conflict on some things. But we're not as close knit as I would say my wife's family. Mm-hmm. And there's just been certain situations. And we even went to counseling before we got married. And we kind of touched on them a little bit. Did you guys have any issues like that or, you know, bringing in two different type of households in together? Mm, not, not really. Um, just, I mean, her family and, her, and um, they're, they're real close too. My, me and my family, we're real close too, so mm-hmm. that family aspect wasn't really rough. 
you know what I'm saying, with us. Yeah. Um, I maybe say the only thing might have been what sharing holidays or something like yeah. that going yeah we're still working through you yeah. know something like that, <laughs> that part but, is, uh, is. but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a family I'm a family person meaning to the point where my family like with 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 us you know what I mean with me, me my wife and my children mm-hmm. um, like on, on holidays I'm more like we're gonna do Thanksgiving at my house right and then I may go over to one of my sisters in them's house or she may say we'll ride down to Mansfield or something like that. But I'm more like family members, meaning my house. I'm, I'm family first. Mm-hmm. Um, then my other family is secondary. So, right. um, but nah, we really didn't have that dynamics. This, the only dynamics maybe were um, with just personally, you know what I'm saying? I was, I was fighting to make sure that I made this last um, because, you know, her mother and father, they was married all the way up until her father passed. Right. You know, my mom and dad got a divorce when I think I was maybe 12 years old. Right. So that was like something that I always felt like if I got married, I wanted to make sure that, that I didn't um, fall down and, and find myself in that situation where I was getting a divorce. Right. Um, but nothing really major like, like you know, where the families were, were feuding or mm-hmm. anything like that. Nah, we really didn't have that. So... Yeah, we, um, like I said, everybody for me has a friend zone, family and everybody, and uh, I'm pretty pretty close with certain members of her family, mm-hmm. really close to others more than others, to the point where I think her aunt didn't think I liked her at all, and I was just like, no, that's, that's not true. Sometimes you have to invite that conversation to say, hey, get to know me, mm-hmm. and then you figure out it's just, you know, I keep to myself, and I got I to gotta study you before I put my arm around you type of stuff so when we got through a couple of things because i think i went through that with her uncle a little bit because they was like he don't say anything but then once he got to know me you know that's uncle brother now mm-hmm. so you know me and him are pretty good and uh, me and her mom are pretty good so you know we we do our thing you know and i'm trying to work it out when we're doing a, a thanksgiving thing here yeah uh but covid kind of put a, a stump in that and we're having a couple issues with that, man, because, you know, we always used to do Thanksgiving with my dad's parents. And, you know, now both his uh, his parents are, are gone. So then, you know, it was always at my parents' house. So now my dad is gone. Yeah. So my sister was taking it on. And then when I got married, you know, my wife would stay here and i go with my family and my mom and dad would get upset about it and say, y'all can't be apart. And I said, you know, we, we good. So we finally had to talk my mom into realizing it's a new chapter. So you got to come down here. Mm-hmm. And when, when we told her, she thought about it, it kind of crushed her a little bit. So we, like I said, we were supposed to do it last year, but COVID hit. And I'm looking forward to doing it because I feel yeah. like I'm just carrying on the tradition from my grandfather to my father. And now mm-hmm. it's my turn. Yeah. So, you know, we're working through a lot of those things. Yeah. Out of you two, who was the biggest influence on the other? So the was... Did she more sway you to the person you are now, or you done swayed her more? Uh, I don't know, man. I think um, I had a whole lot of influence on her. I molded <laughs> her and shaped her into the woman that I needed. <laughs> you know, I really, I really stepped her out of her comfort zone, her game, the whole nine. 
you know, she owes me a lot, you know, outside of me being her husband. Because I know her from back in the day. She was a pimp. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She owes me, you know. If something was to ever happen, she would have to, in her memoirs, she would have to have a whole couple chapters just about me. He has mellowed me out. Yeah. I've learned that because he's not a, he's real laid back. Mm -hmm. I'm more animated or high strong. Yeah. Um, so um, I I will give you that influence on me. Like, because I, I already know it's not going to be an argument. So what's the point of arguing by yourself anyway? It's like that doesn't. And so, but yeah, to kind of, I've learned, I've, I've watched him. Like people will do stuff and he not hold grudges, you know we as fellow Geminis. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Not the Geminis. It, it, you know what I mean? Like, and so um, watching him mm-hmm. has really changed me even in this evolution of pastoring and stuff. Like, I've I've really changed whereas, um, and that's because of him. Like, I can, I can say that he's influenced me on that, on that level. You are recording this, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's going. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So. Won't he do it? <laughs> no, but she she's um, she's elevating me in a lot of areas, just challenging me um, to go deeper, uh, just in the aspect of in pastoring, um, even with me being a father. You know, I'm I'm hands on. Mm-hmm. Um, with my oldest daughter, I was. Um, every other weekend mm-hmm. and several times through the week type of type of dad. Right. Now I'm like I'm like in the fire. Right. Um, so I'm really getting my hands wet. She doesn't give me an opportunity to to lay back or anything like that. Like I'm I'm right there with her when it comes to raising the kids. Uh, right. Just even with my thinking aspect of a lot of areas when it comes to ministry. I mean she's she's pulled that out of me. Um, um, even with me going deeper uh, when I when it comes to me preaching, um, to really get you know a deeper revelation on things, mm-hmm. so she challenges me in that. Um, just even with my walk, you know, um, being even more committed with that aspect. So she always teases me and said, "I elevated you." <laughs> you know, well, I elevated the, you. Doesn't the Bible the say says that? I what understand. does it say? Quote it. He. That find find it. It okay, life. come on, come I know, on, I know, and I obtain know. his favor. I'm giving you. I'm okay, giving you okay. Your, I mean, your, your peace. let him know. That's what the scriptures say. That's what right. right. that favor. Yeah, so she she's done that with me. Even with you know, even how I even handle my business, um, with me being self-employed. You know, I really had to get that under 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 control. So, um, I think we complement each other mm-hmm. in in so many yeah, different right. levels. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I brought out the the, um, the humorous side in her mm-hmm. uh, because I'm I'm a very humorous person, um, and we, you know, at our house it's laughter. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, in spite of everything, we choose to laugh. Right. You right. know, and laughter does so, it does so much good for you. You yeah. know. Um, um, so I think that that has a whole lot to, about who we are. We pretty much yeah. complement each other and laugh. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. good. That's good. Know, so yeah. we push each other. It's yeah, a good, we push it's a, each other. A great conversation, man. Because, I, like I said, man, this um, and you know, just to throw my wife in there, we we talk all the time too. Mm-hmm. And I say, there's a lot of fake prophets out there when it comes to relationships. Yeah. Like the dude saying, "Don't cheat." 
Right. And he don't cheated. like cheaters, but you cheat. Yeah. And then yeah. these guys out here saying uh, what a man should do, what a woman need. But you done been divorced three or four times. Right. So how are you telling us what to do? Exactly. And there's not enough of people like us mm-hmm. who's getting out, to, who's who's able to get out in front and say, hey, I had to drop this to get her to be mm-hmm. this or vice right. versa. Right. And, and I think that's just one of those things people don't understand about relationships. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, it's not about you in a relationship. And they say, like, who's mm-hmm. it about? I said, if you got to ask that question, you're not ready. Right, right. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. And I think, um, I think an advantage that we have mm-hmm. um, is our parents. Right. You know, um, and they were, <laughs> I know my mom and dad were very vocal about what it means to be a wife or, you know what I mean? Like building a home. Like yeah. my mom was like, just because you're a woman don't make you a wife. You know what I mean? Right, like she right. told me that before right. I got married. Like, and I think um, I was telling these girls that. Today. Yeah, like I'm. If I'm going for advice, I'm gonna go for somebody. Even though my dad's not with with us now, um, but they were married almost what almost forty years. Yeah. So I'm gonna take her advice. Right. <laughs> because she was a wife all those years, or I'm taking advice from somebody who's in marriage and been successful right. or can acknowledge their wrong right if their relationship is not so i'm right. i'm 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 going for wisdom so mm-hmm. it's probably going to be mm-hmm. some older people that i'm going to seek advice from right but um we learned early on even when we have issues people don't, we don't bring other people right in our issues yeah. like i could be hard mad but we got to work through it ourselves yeah. and i may you know um because my mom, she knows me, you know what I mean? Or, and get wisdom. Not that she knows, like, I'm not telling her what we fighting about or what. Right. You know what I mean? Because then that separates families. You right. know what I mean? It's going, somebody going to take sides. Right. I'm always going to take a side. You right. know what I mean? But yeah. um, being able to have that wisdom um, was very important um, to see, you know, to have that dynamic was yeah. very important for me. Yeah, because... Because I, I kind of learned the hard way. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't that hard, but I had to learn that you can't really even bring your family and your problem. Mm-mm. You got to work it out. Yeah. And then maybe kind of say something about it later. Yeah. Especially to a mother. Because mm-hmm. you, you, cause mom. Not her son. Mom no, and her no, son. No. So I was yeah. like, I got I to gotta chill out a little bit. Because mm-hmm. I don't want them having a bad right. insight on, on mm-hmm. who she is or what's going on. But yeah, I understand that. Yeah, we, we seek out, seek out. You know, like, like you said, older people. Because like my father told me, he said, uh, get counseling. Mm-hmm. He said, get spiritual and get, you know, the regular counseling. And that's what we did, and it worked out for us. Because mm-hmm. then we we figured out, well, you know, figured out a couple of things about myself. Yeah. Because you know me, I had to. <laughs> <laughs> we still shock you, man. <laughs> a lot of people are. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a wonderful thing. It's a lot of work. You know, sometimes I joke. I'm like, you know, I ain't get no benefits. Right. I ain't get no salary for doing this with you, so you better chill out. So. You know, I was. We were talking to a couple the other day, and I said, when you get married, you got to give up the right to be right. Like somebody got to lose. And yeah. um, and I always tell people, like, um, 
I don't know if it was in prayer or I don't, I don't know what it was, but um, God spoke to me and was like, 99% of the times that y'all argue, you start them. And I'm like, what? You know, I, I like was offended. And I was like, I'm going to test it out. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I was like, clearly this, like I'm telling God, now nah, you wrong. And I was the subject. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm going to test it out. Right. Something happened. I ain't say nothing. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Wasn't no argument. But and it and it taught me like you feel like you gotta go to 20 to get him to do something, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm glad that I heard um was in a place where I could hear from God to say, okay, let me check myself. Cause he like, y'all arguing over, you know, I mean, because like I said, after 15 years, it's just some stuff that just he's just not gonna do. Right. And so um, that thinking about and really evaluating and weighing, like, is it really worth having a, you know what I mean? Or should I just right. pick up the cup? You know, right. I mean, to say, you know what I mean? Like you, after a while, you like, really, do I really want to just tear up this whole piece for something that's really not that? you know serious but yeah he spoke that to me so a lot of times if if we gonna argue it's gonna be really worth it it's gonna be a good one it ain't gonna be because I didn't put the lid back on the toothpaste yeah it's gonna be that <laughs> that I, I don't think we ever argue about that but um hang around here you'll hear those arguments I had a pro you know like <laughs> Coming from, you know, my dad spoiled me and I seen him spoil my mom. So my expectations (laughs) was different. And so I would get upset when it snowed and I would go outside and it still be snow on my car. Cause I'm like, my dad get up in the morning before he go to work and he cleaning off my mama's car and everything else. He washed her car and this and that. He not that dude. Mm -hmm. And so I had to learn he not big Bob. So I'm getting mad because I want him to be what my dad was to my mom. And so um, these are things I had to learn because all we know is what we grew up in, Mm -hmm. you know, and what we see. So this is how your husband's supposed to treat you. This is how. But and I think um, and we when we counsel couples, we say you have to tell your expectations and realize that's not your daddy and I'm not your mama. And so we have to build our own what's going to work for us because everything that worked plus they was old school too you but know man, some stuff that our, that our parents and them mm, how can I say this <laughs> not the that was in their season yeah. yeah that was in their era that you know every area every, every area and era is is totally different yeah. especially when it comes to marriage yeah. you might be able to pull some things um, from our um, our forefathers and mothers and stuff like that that can be beneficial, but everything is not beneficial for you. Right. Um, and that's one of the things that we learned. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I gleaned off of, I gleaned off some of the things that my mom and dad did before, you know, everything ended up in a situation where they ended up getting a divorce. Um, but there was some stuff that, you know, that was, that was for them. You know, I, I can't expect her to do certain things. Right. Um, that was in that time. That's what some women did. Right. Women are out now working just as much as men, you know? Um, So we can't really be so demanding on our wives knowing that they got pressure on their jobs just like we got pressure. Right. You know, so I I don't, you know, some guys say, well, my wife need to have this and have that cooked. I don't don't make demands like that on her. Yeah. 
you know, some that. stuff is 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 barbaric. Mm-hmm. You know, I did that ask. was in that time. Like I know. asked, she want Did you want me to like make your plate? You know, some people either you wanted to be hot or you wanted, you know, like some stuff I had to because I didn't know. Like my dad was so laid back. Anybody know my dad? He so my mom didn't he she didn't make his plate first of all because he was working Mm -hmm. so by the time he got home we was already you know pretty much getting ready for bed or settled have already eaten or whatever so the expectation was different but you know there are some men that require that so i wanted to know was this what you required and there sometimes i do but it's not like if it's not on the table you're gonna get mad you know so that's a that's a conversation me and my mother have because I do the cooking mm. and you know and that's only because when I used to date and mess around I cooked better than the girls I was dating right so I was like I don't want to eat your food plus I'm you know I heard tales I was like I ain't eating that <laughs> yeah, food right, yeah right I ain't eating your spaghetti throw that out <laughs> right. yeah, I ain't eating your chili right so I tell my wife stay out my kitchen and I mm. mean that with authority don't come in here when I'm cooking because this is my sp- my, pa- mm-hmm. my uh, space and my mom's like, well, let her cook, let her cook. I'm like, no, she ain't cooking in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. And we're just two different people. So, like, when I cook, you know, I flip a little salt here, a little pepper here. Mm-hmm. She has to look at teaspoon, <laughs> cup. I'm yeah. like, we, we can't do this. So, yeah. you bake whenever you want to bake, but I'll cook. And, and like, my mom's season, she cooked my dad's food. Thanksgiving, she had a plate ready. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. And, I mean, you know, me and my mom, we kind of, Go back and forth. I was like, "Man, we we not on that. Yeah, we got more things going on in our lives than that." Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, that's that's good. That's good. So, what was? How can I ask this? What was the deciding factor that made y'all say, "Well, what was the deciding thing that that officially pulled you into ministry?" And then y'all was like, "Man, let's just start our own church." Um, it it was, it was, it wasn't just one thing. Okay. It was it was quite a few things. Uh, I found myself when I was ministering mm-hmm. in the church that I was at. I found myself ministering as though I'm I'm ministering as a pastor. Right. I'm feeling like I'm um, feeling the concerns of the people and kind of pulled back from a lot of that because I was like, hold on, what is this? You know, not realizing that I seen God kind of shifting me into that. You know, God started showing me different things and. You know, a lot of different things was happening, and and I never forget one particular time that we actually had went down to Mansfield, mm-hmm. and her aunt, um, pretty much, um, was it on a piece of? Did she have she wrote gave it me down? A, yeah, she gave gave us a word. Yeah. About him pastoring, but she gave me a handkerchief, and it talked about, and it had on the handkerchief first lady. And oh wow! I was shocked because yeah. I'm like, I was totally. Confused. Yeah, because I was like, hard. you know, kind of looking at everything in the ministry that we was at, you know, nothing against, you know, where we was at, you know, but I was like, well, what is this, you know? And before I know it, we kind of started talking a little bit about it and we just stayed where we was at and that went on for a few more years and a lot of different things started happening at the ministry because, you know, I was really committed to. The pastor where we was at, you know, I was really committed to him. I had 
Um, at that particular time, I believe I was one of his assistant pastors. Okay. You know, I had served under him as an executive board member, uh, men's leader. I pretty much did so much stuff at the ministry where I was at. And then I found myself like people coming and talking to me. And I'm feeling like I'm in a different role than just being an elder of a church. Right. You know, and then, you know, her aunt and then several other people have given, they gave us word. And then, um, some things end up happening at the church where they was end up leaving. They was leaving the actual um, church where they was at. And, you know, and the Lord had already spoke to me and told me probably about a year before everything had happened that we wasn't going to be going with them. Um, and we just felt like this was probably the best time and the best season um, to, for us to really step out. You know, it was it was several months before we actually found us a, uh, found us a spot. But, mm -hmm. you know, we stayed focused and, you know, started doing the behind the scenes and different things like that, you know, getting a name together, the bylaws and, you know, all the all the things that come with that. And and you talking about what's going on seven years? Yeah, October. Yeah, in October it'd be wow. seven years. So, um, you know, the first couple years of ministry pretty much was a blur. Because, mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've never passed it before. You know right. what I mean? So... I found myself in, in 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 learning these last few years. I feel like I'm really getting in the, in in a in a groove of what what you may want to say pastoring for say, uh, but you know it was several it was several different things that that kind of pushed me into that um, to actual pastoring. Right. So anything since you've been a pastor that's kind of tested like outside influence coming in. Case in point. Cause you know, my father was a minister. We moved to Pennsylvania and my ears would catch a conversation. My mom's like, you need to keep sister so-and-so at your face. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> Cause you know, when you, when you the pastor, yeah. got a target on you, especially yeah. if you're a young pastor or, or whatever, mm. anything like that ever challenge you guys or rear its head? Mm, I mean, I've, I've had instance, instances where, you know, um, you know, if I'm going to minister to somebody, I had an incident where a young lady didn't want nobody to pray for her but me. Mm. So I already knew something was off, right? You know, with the individual. So I already knew I wasn't gonna lay my hands on her, right? Um, you know, um, and end up getting upset because I believe I did. I have you. Mm. I end up having her lay hands on her. Mm -hmm. Well, she ended up having a problem, you know. But I knew, you know, the way the individual was acting, like it was more to her wanting, you know, prayer. She wanted me to actually be touching her. Oh, but I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. And, and I think um, the barbershop trained us. Because, <laughs> 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 you know, he's a barber. Right. So you got these single moms yeah. coming yeah. in. And, um, you know, I... You know, we established stuff. Like I said, he's a man. So he he pretty much is going to put his foot down. But, you know, even people playing on the phone and I'm like, you you should let them know that I'm not that. I don't I'm, I don't do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't play like that. Right. So let them know your wife is crazy mm -hmm. <laughs> and she will come up here. She's you know what writer. I mean? Like <laughs> so. But I, I never genuinely like if I had an issue or something like he's always said it. You know, shut it down. Like I've never had. Like I'm even at the barbershop. Like you, I can probably count on. I ain't, I don't think I've ever sat up there, 
and just you know what I mean like some women probably would like I'll drop the kids off or I'll come in and say hey 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 and I'm leaving so I think um barbershop kind of <laughs> prepared us yeah. for yeah. um but um like you know people will come and try to divide yeah but um having that foundation and that communication and that relationship like you know we solid you know and even you know being mindful to say hey this is such and such or you know there's been some trying times in ministry but nothing like we we keep communication open yeah, gotta have yeah. that yeah. yeah i definitely gotta have that definitely and i and i tried as much as possible to let her know everything that's going yeah, on yeah he everything like even even at the barbershop like be like he'll call me like such and such came up here I don't know what she wants. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he genuinely don't have to tell me because I probably would never know, you know, but just having that, you know, so. So let's move into this topic with the uh, submissive wife. Oh. <laughs> Glad we're going to get on this. So, <laughs> and waiting to talk about this all so night. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20, 22 and uh, 33. Why submit yourselves to your husbands as you do to the Lord? For the husbands is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. His body of which he is the savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they fed, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does his church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound ministry, but I am talking about Christ in the church. However, each one of you must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. And I've read this a few times. We've discussed it a few times, mm -hmm. and I was I was looking at something else. And it's, the scripture comes off as uh, instructions for the wife to submit to the husband. Mm -hmm. But then somebody went in deeper because there's also instructions right. for, the man for the man to serve his wife. Right. So... When we talked about this, there was a, a video where Jill Scott was on The Breakfast Club and they asked her something about a man telling her what to do. And she made the comment uh, for, for, she said a man can't tell her what to do, but he has to be able to tell me what to do. Something in that, mm. paraphrase. But what she was meaning, he has to be able to lead right. in order to tell me what to do. Right. And of course, the conversation was kind of off because, again, they say, tell me what to do or can a man tell you what to do? Mm -hmm. And people do not understand this, what it means to be submissive. Do right. you care to dive into that? Um, I think for me um, is I, I would say just coming under um, the, the authority and not trying to override it. Right. Um, for me, that is, um, he, he's the final say, like, I, I don't, I, I never had a problem with being submissive, um, 
because I think probably because my mama gave me the role like this is but you never make a man feel less than right and so in order for a man to actually lead a woman has to kind of step back yeah you know what I mean because a, a man's not gonna I don't most men aren't arguing and fighting over no role right. like we, he he just not gonna do that that's what and it so is. you know what I mean yeah. like he'd be like hey that's what you want and then I think that's where issues come in but um it's following the role even if if I disagree it not be disagreement in front of everybody yeah. or even in keep with the kids so him having that allowing him to have that role and that authority and and establishing like I said like first of all I tell you know I'm saying like he's a man for right. real like you you pretty much when he come in and he establish it and I've learned right. like once it get all the way up here he like hey you know you automatically gonna sit down right because and 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 that's the role and I think we as women um we sometimes we um will tear a man down so that he don't really honor or or know his role you know what I mean like if I'm tugging and tugging and tugging trying to be that then there'll always be off balance but just coming under that and just even though I may have a better opinion at the end of the day you know it's gonna be what he say or you know that rule and if he loved me because women I, I think well just for me I don't mind being submissive if I know you leading and trusting right and that's right. proven you know that's a proven thing like if you if you keep on <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting you to lead and you you know it's it's not gonna work but you have to prove it and and make a woman feel safe right, right. and that's the right. the thing like you you're my protection you're making me feel safe so i can let down my guards and i can allow you i'm comfortable with you running and you know we pulling along so that's right. just what it's like some men because even as men we know what an established man is mm-hmm. um, like you know even if I didn't know Bo I could see from across from that's an alright brother just how his presence how he walked right. and even getting his energy and when I'm out and about in you know in the mall or whatever and I'm walking I can pick mm-hmm. I can pick these dudes and the ones I know are just soft and weak I purposely say what's up man how you doing Mm-hmm. And they be like, oh, you know, it's like they get scared or they don't <laughs> want to speak at all. Mm-hmm. And I know he's not established. He doesn't have himself established. So, uh, but then when you, because sometimes dudes catch me on it. And it's not that I'm established. Sometimes I'm not paying attention, but I'm mm-hmm. quick to say, hey, man, how you doing? Mm-hmm. But I'm coming right back because I'm letting him know because he picked me out. I don't want to pick him right back out because mm-hmm. you're not going to, number one, you're not going to pump me down. <laughs> and, <laughs> but, but, that's, but that's just a man thing, yeah. you know, because... You know, even when I first met him, I was like, hey, how you doing? I just knew it's this cool right, brother. Right, Did you want to go in on it? Well, it's, it's, a, it's a lot. Well, it's a lot. Um, because what ends up happening, um, guys take take the aspect of their authority too far. They do. Um, then you become a dictator. Yeah, right. Not um, being the head in an um, authoritative way. Right. Um, to the point where most of the time, most women just want a man to be a man. Right. And w- with that saying is, you have to be able to to lead by example, and at the same time, if you are, if I'm planning on leading my wife in the family, being the head, and I'm telling us to go a certain way, and if I mess it up, I gotta take responsibility for it. Right. Not blame her. Right. You know what I mean? And then to the point where I'm I'm alienating the whole situation. Um, it's 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 a very um, 
tricky um, thing that's going on out here now when it comes to that aspect yeah, of, yeah. of women being submissive. Right. Men think that a woman's supposed to be submissive. You don't have no say. You, you can't do anything. You do as you are supposed to be doing. If I tell you to do X, Y, and Z, then you better do it. Right. That's not what that means. Yeah, you can't, yeah, I can't have no woman and, to make and, more money than and me we, and stuff we've like that. messed it up. That's, that's right. where it's going to be um, a fight. Because I tell people all the time, and most, most, most of a lot of my buddies, they don't believe it. Number one, she was already preaching before me. Mm-hmm. Number one, she's college educated. Mm-hmm. Um, she makes more money than me. Right. But not one time in our in our relationships since we've been married or dating has she's ever thrown that up in my face. Right. And this is where you get a mistake, where some women want to belittle the man to the point where you belittle him, you want to talk down on him, and then you end up taking his manhood from him. Yep. To the point where now you want him to be a man. Well, you didn't messed all that up. Yeah. And then, and then at the same time, the man don't stop a woman for her treating him and doing him a certain way. Right. Because first thing we say is, well, I just don't want to make it worse. Now, sometimes you got to speak up. Yeah. And you don't speak up to the point where you belittle her. Um, because the Bible tells us that Christ um, um, pretty much gave his life for the church. Right. And if, if we're supposed to love our wives like Christ loved the church, right. then we have to be willing to lay our lives on the line for her. Right. You know, um, and most guys won't do that. No. Because they say, nah, I can go get me another one. And that's the mentality that we have in society today. Uh, Because we have have made it to the point where now men feel like you have a way out. um, And um, women feel like they have a way out. Mm -hmm. Um, In actuality, you know, there shouldn't be nothing Mm -hmm. too major in a relationship that you can't work it out. And uh, me being the head is not me coming in... um, you know, acting all crazy and doing all that. There's there's times if something does jump off, I won't I want to I won't talk, you know, in front of my kids or mm-hmm. in front of people and stuff like that. That's stuff that we talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, right. we'll talk about that when we get in our bedroom right. or when everybody's gone. Right. Um, but you know, there's some stuff if I say no, that's that's just it. You know, and then there's times where I may come to her and be like, hey, babe, I, I think we probably should do this. What you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we in this together. Right. You know, and most people feel because if you're a man, you feel like all the decisions, if you say this, you say that, that's final. Nah, mm-hmm. because you're making a decision with other people involved in it. Yeah. And I feel like if, if we one flesh, we got to right. come together as one, you know. Um, but, you know, it's, 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 a lot of, it's a lot of stuff out there where it has, <laughs> it has damaged yeah. um, the sanctity of marriage. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. So. And- and like I said earlier, just letting too much too it's too much visual stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Instagram, just stuff coming yeah. out here. And um, I remember one time, I um, I dated this girl. She was staying with a couple of her friends, and um, they well, she was staying with her, her married friends, and they were off and on getting into disagreements while she was there. And I guess he made the comment as like you know. Why can't you look more like her? Because mm. my girl, she had a really nice shape. So it was just that that was going in there, and mm. whatever she was doing to him to make him say that, because they, because according to her, they was just going at it all the time about yeah. little stuff, and it seemed like as soon as she got there, it just got worse. Mm-hmm. Too. She just moved out. I, I just say that to say because you know you're just letting anything in the way, and again, if you're not building up your man and mm-hmm. making yourself 
right. the primary thing, mm-hmm. right. and then stop looking for outs and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's and that's it's and tough. to be honest with you, Joe, that still goes on in the church, man. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. That still goes on in the church. You know, where the point where, you know, you you have women that's in church, they don't feel like they got a voice. Mm-hmm. You know, their their husband can be in ministry or whatever, and he's ran out and cheat and and cheated on her and and all that type of stuff. You know, my my thinking is if if I'm a lead, then I need to lead right. Right. You know, right. Um, and I don't want to put her in in a, in a bad situation. Right. Um, so and then it makes the whole situation worse. Um, you got husband cheating, wife cheating, and then the kids saying this, and then people looking at it like, well, why am I need to get married? You know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. when people tell me um, I have trust issues, but I said, are you trustworthy? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you can't you can't have trust issues with somebody if you can't be trusted. Because yeah. right, if you're sleeping right. around doing all this stuff, that you're trying to get with somebody and they know your history, yeah. they're reluctant to jump in if you're not giving your hundred percent. Right, and those are if you and all those issues and stuff, you probably need to get deal with them before you come into a marriage because it's always going to be something that's going to challenge like you have to be kind of resolve issues and stuff and I think people don't realize that like um like I said you giving up you becoming one flesh so you're merging into one so part of you has to (laughs) kind of gel into one, so we build we build this identity of who I am all our lives mm-hmm. to say now you want me to just merge it in with one person and I'm not myself. So mm-hmm. we're fighting to try to still be individual right. when we're supposed to be operating as one flesh. Right. Right. And that means moving in sync and flowing in sync. And that's you know, society has made it like that you you have to be an individual well no you're building at one house that means leaving my mother and father and mm-hmm. cleaving mm-hmm. <laughs> cleaving and merging is not comfortable no it's not <laughs> but it's it's and, and, and if you think of it it's merging into another identity you know what i mean so i'm taking what's the best of me and the best of him and i'm merging it into something that's going to be awesome and great and right. if we look at it like that then i think um it'll be it will kind of make marriage the the fighting and the the friction that we all have at fi- for five years <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean like because that merging in five years is gonna be drawn like it's a whole wake-up call yeah. you know but i i hate when i hear conversations where guys say uh, you need that you need that time away from your wife like going to work or whatever, you need to be. You can't be with your wife all the time just because. And I said, I don't understand that. Yeah. That that doesn't sound right to me. Yeah. Because I, I look at I look at marriage as being complete. Because when he said when I, when God when they said uh, God took the rib mm-hmm. out of Adam to make yeah. Eve, yeah. men are incomplete. Yeah. And that's how that's how I looked at it. So when I got married, I knew I was complete. Mm-hmm. So I want to be with right. my complete self <laughs> yeah, every yeah, day, yeah. Mm-hmm. whether we arguing or not. Right. Because as being complete, I know that I'm flawed mm-hmm. and I know that she's flawed. Yeah. But for somebody to say, nah, you know, sometimes like they say, well, you got to have a side friend or something to talk to or yeah. you got to go spend time with your boys. You know, yeah. I don't I don't get that because then right. again, that's where you 
invite mm-hmm. conflict in and, and other stuff all that yeah. other stuff. Yeah. That's what I tell people. I genuinely like him. Right. <laughs> As right, a person. Right. Like, we have a good time. Like, right. I don't, some people don't like their spouses. And I don't understand I don't, it. I don't get it because I genuinely Once like again, him. like I said, we be in our own little world. Yeah. Right. right. You know, like, she's really good people. Right. Um, outside of me falling in love with her, we would have still been friends today. Right, mm-hmm. right. If she would have got another guy, I probably would have met him. And she would have been like, this is my friend, yeah. Bo. Yeah. Same way with me. I said, hey, this is my friend, Alita. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, we was genuinely friends. Yeah. Um, just happened to fall in love with each other. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and most people um, say that because, number one, they don't want to deal with the issues. Right. That a lot of times they got going on. Right. I just need to get with my boys. Then go hang out with my boys. Or mm-hmm. I need to go get with my girls. Or let me go get this side piece. Right, right, right. Not realizing when you running and doing that, you just opening up more doors. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? You allowing other things in that should not be in. Right. Um, there's, there's some guys that I'm really close with. I've been friends even before I met her. I wouldn't tell them nothing that was going on between us. <laughs> couldn't tell them, couldn't tell them nothing. Right. Because I know where they at. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even going to share if we are having an issue. Yeah. I'm not going to share it with them because they're going to be. I know what they're going to say. You know what I mean? Because they ain't married. Number one. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. So there's there's some stuff I just don't do. And if he getting on my nerves and I feel like I need to get away, then I at some point I have to communicate that with him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. And the mayor is like, you. this is getting on my nerves. Like, right. this is unbearable. Right. Like, so we're going to have to do, like, that's part of being married. Like, if I got a problem and I'm not happy to be true to myself, I have to let you know. Yeah, like, right. I can't be like, oh, that's, and that's what people do. They fake it. Like, oh, you know, trying to brush over it. No, you have to deal with the issues. If I don't like that, then I have to say Right. Because we in this for the rest of our lives, and I don't want to be miserable. Right. So I have to let you know, and if it's something that maybe, oh, I can work on that, or maybe I can't, then I have to learn how to, you know, develop a way around it. Because even me and her, we, we butt heads, and, but I don't, I don't think I'm to the point where I can't be around her. Sometimes I might say, hey, I need a minute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she understands that. Right. And sometimes it might come out, you know, real yeah. abrupt, but it yeah. depends on what's happening at that right. point. I'm like, I need a minute. Please don't touch me. Mm-hmm. That's not a knock at her. It's just something that's going on. And if she understands that, okay, let mm-hmm. me let him play his video games or mm-hmm. go get some wings or something. And then eventually I come back and I'll be like, Hey, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm having a problem. And that's hard. That's been hard for me. <laughs> And I've been getting better at it, (laughs) but to sit there to, cause, cause that's at a point where I kind of have to submit to my wife Mm. because I have to drop all this and be like, Hey, I've got a problem. And I trust you. Right. (laughs) And a lot of dudes don't do that because, Mm. um, especially now, because growing up, we're not raised to deal with our emotions. Mm. Yeah. And now that's, that's prevalent now. Mm. They want us to do it. Yeah. And over the last couple of years, I'd be on the verge of tears just because my dad, because yeah. of other things. And I had to tell my wife, I was like, man, I'm I'm struggling with this. Mm-hmm. And then like if it's something with the family, I'll talk to her. I said, I don't I don't like certain things that happen mm-hmm. with this, this, that, and the other, because I feel helpless about it, or whatever right. it was. But just to have to drop all of this to mm-hmm. say that, man, that's 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 tough. And like you said, these dudes don't want to do that. Because yeah. that's work. Mm-hmm. 
it's a lot of work and you know they want that out that quick you, out you, you're showing the level of, of vulnerability that's, that's and a, a curse lot word. of times with, with <laughs> us as men yeah. that's when we do that we say ah oh, that's showing a little bit of my weakness right mm -hmm. but it actually showing your strength it is because you're willing to open up to the woman that you feel like you you gonna be with with the rest of your life, right? And you gotta be comfortable enough to know that if if you come and you being vulnerable to her, that she'll nurture you and cover. She'll right. cover you. Cover. You know what I mean? And that's the thing that a woman has to, as well as we, we have to cover each other, right? At times, you know what I mean? Because yeah. there will there will be times where she may hurt or I may hurt. We have to cover each other. Mm -hmm. We have to protect each other. We have to make sure that we are nurturing our wounds and and different things like that. So. Um, and, and that, that's a lost art. Yeah. That's a lost art. Yeah. Uh, I believe uh, God's original intent was for that, for us to be able to, to be covered totally mm -hmm. um, in spite of whatever the situation is. But you know how it is nowadays, you know, uh, when we was growing up, men didn't show weaknesses like that. You know, yeah. we always had to be, we had to be strong. We had to be stern. We had to be the man. Right. Um, but um, expressing that, that's showing your manhood too. You know, that's showing your manhood, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I watched my... Because my dad, no. <laughs> never saw him. Never saw him do that. But then, as he got older, then mm -hmm. um, his relatives start passing away. Mm -hmm. And his mom did his cousin that babysat. And I, and I saw that. And I'm just like... Right. I'm like, I'm thinking, is he possessed with an alien or something? <laughs> but, you know, mm -hmm. at, those are points where he was trusting me. Mm -hmm. and, I, and that was really big for me. So... I know, you know, I understand that now. Because, you know, even though my dad was who he was, mm -hmm. he was never disrespectful to my mother. They may have argued, but that's what we do. Right. But, like you said, he covered her. When she was having problems, he covered her. Mm -hmm. And she covered him. Mm -hmm. And if they had a conversation or something they didn't want us to hear, they said, little pots have ears. Mm -hmm. So that means we got to go or they're about to move. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and like, like Lita said, we grew up seeing that. But you got kind of like the short end of it, but it's, it's a good thing that you see what you don't want, mm -hmm. how you don't want to end. Right. You work twice as hard to keep it going. Right. Yeah. This has been a uh, good conversation. I got one question for you. What two? Did you do the five love language? Yeah, we you had did? done them before. Okay. Uh-huh. You want to share your results? <laughs> what was mine's um, touch. Uh, touch and um, it's a quality time? Probably. It, it was yeah. touch and quality time. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. Um, and what was yours again? Mine was um, acts of service and quality time. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So do you, uh, do you uh, nurture to each other's needs on the love language? <gasps> we, we, we try. We, we did a little bit last night. Yeah, because yeah. I told him, like, I was like, we were talking about, because we did it a long time ago. Mm -hmm. yeah, but I remembered his because okay. he's really touchy-feely. Right. You know, but, and like I told him, I didn't grow up in a, we we wasn't like that. Right, right. I mean, we was like, we was cool. You know, we like was, yeah. all that hugging. Me, you yeah. know, it's just we just not. But he is like that, and so it's hard for me mm -hmm. to. And and we talk like this has been one of our things. Like I'm not 
to be like, oh, yeah, I'm just, you know, I love you. What's up, dude? You're right. <laughs> I've been trying to get, I've been like, trying to get her out of her comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, getting her out of it. Yeah, so just being more mindful <laughs> of, of that, you know, people laugh at me because he can't be like, what up? You know, like that's my, that's my thing. Like I don't know, but um, so I talked to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see what I'm like, saying? What you doing? What's going on? She's like, what you need? Right, and and we know we love you know you know I love you, I do. But um, I've been marked. But I told him I was like, my quality time is you not on your phone, because mm. you know we could be in the same room and be you know. But if 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 put the phone you know put the phone down and just like genuinely so we was I was watching we was watching the show and he was in the, usually he not in the in the bed or upstairs when I'm upstairs because he's preparing or something mm-hmm. and I was like I know what you're doing you trying to give me quality time. <laughs> she was loving it but you know she was loving it um it was funny but in acts of service and which he really does like he I, I genuinely don't have to do nothing with the kids. Like um, going, even going back to um, my car. Like he gets the kids ready, even at night. Like I don't, you know what I mean. Even when they were smaller, baths. I never had to wash them up at night because that was his thing. You know, in morning getting them ready. Like because I was pretty much gone. You know, so he did that. But that that type of stuff means so much more. Um, then so we we kind of it, it was good to take that test again because okay. it yeah. kind of reminded us of yeah. where you can get comfortable yeah because right. we we took it and we learned some things about each other mm-hmm. and some things I already knew her my my number one is touch mm-hmm. and her number one is uh giving gifts mm. which is what she'll do and, yeah and I had to you know we had the conversation in our last episode where I have to literally be careful what I say. Because, like, if I say, ooh, them new Jordans coming out, mm, she's going to get them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't even want, because I'm not paying $200 for some shoes. <laughs> yes. Maybe. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. But if I'm not careful, <laughs> she'll get it. They'll be sitting right here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude. So then I feel like I got to go buy her something about two, three hundred dollars Yeah. And gift giving isn't my thing. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's, it's cool. I like taking those type of things to learn. Cause you learn mm-hmm. your, your partner and you learn about yourself mm-hmm. and it pulls you back and yeah. that, and that Keeps you focused. is also good because it's showing, I may not verbally say it, but like if my love language is acts of service, if I'm doing, mm-hmm. then that's showing you my love. Like, you know, I'm a cook. I'm a, like, I'm about to make this cake for him. Cause he wanted, <laughs> but you were talking about, I had made this cake in forever. So I was like, I was at the store. Come on. She, you know, she ain't make this cake. I'm like, oh, you know, okay. or I'll do like, oh, let me make it. But you know, this is my showing. I, I may said, not I'm say I it. love you every day, but I'm gonna take it. But I'm showing, so that's the way it makes you. You, you, it, it's showing. Oh, that's that's how they express their love. Right. So yeah. One last thing before I let you guys out of here. This is a great conversation, man. Really, it was. Final thoughts. Anything you would say to encourage? Uh, couples in a relationship anything kind of helped them along the way anybody that might be listening something they should look out for something they maybe should do ne- never never be afraid to to open all the way up to each other right. um, be willing to be open for change um, uh, be willing to um, to keep you to keep each other in 
um, the relationship, the two. Right. The husband and the wife. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Um, keep your communication open. Yeah. Communication is the majority of your relationship. Yeah. Um, that's from good or bad. Communication is, is probably the, the strongest area that you got to have in your marriage. Mm-hmm. That's all the way down what you like sexually, paying bills, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. Communication. You got to have that line of communication even when it's uncomfortable right you got to have that 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 communication right. and respect each other yep respect yep. each other always keep keep the respect level up um never never um, um belittle each other mm-hmm. right right that's one thing that i you know i love her so I'm, I'm gonna do my best not to belittle her right um if anything i'll I'll keep my mouth shut <laughs> because I would rather I would rather for me to keep it in my mouth than to me to release it right. because once it's released can't you can't it take it yeah. back you know and um, don't say I didn't mean to say that you said you it. meant to say yeah, it because it came out it. your mouth right. you know so I'll rather just keep it to myself and um, and maybe not say anything. Um, to not be to, to the point because our words got power. I don't want to cut her, you know. Then I got to go back and go and do acts of kindness. And <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to go through all of that, you know. So, you know, but just, you know, fight for your marriage. Yeah. You know, fight for your marriage. Don't give up. Yeah. You know. Keep people out your business. Yeah. Yep. Period. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well. I want to thank you guys for coming That's on our podcast, even though I ran solo dolo. Uh-huh. Uh, I plan on having you guys on here again. Okay. Uh, this is a great conversation. Thank you for tuning in to the Thursday Thursday podcast. We'll catch you on our next episode. Peace. 98.9 TRH. The truth. If you're not listening to the truth, then it's false. The Thursday Thursday podcast. Why can't I fire? Because I'm your wife. You can't fire me. We in this together. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth.